to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Jordan. Hey. So. I actually waved at my computer for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, no one can hear it. I they, know. Maybe they could feel the energy. I hope. Then it wouldn't feel like it was a waste, or I would feel less stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'll just, I'll just like isolate the time that you were you waved and you know, repeat it a couple of times, see if anyone could notice. <laughs> we have someone who is quite magnetically attractive. Oh. And uh, polarizing. Uh, oh. What's other words that have to deal with magnets? Well, uh, I would offer some help, but how do they work? Well, I know. It's just like uh... no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> also, I would like to. I would like to point out. <laughs> Jesse put in the part of the song we're going to talk about, but I'd like <laughs> to point out that people focus on that that part of the song, but they don't focus on the part where they're just like, hey, scientists, don't tell us how, because we don't believe you're liars. Yeah. And I don't want to talk to a scientist. Y'all mother lying and getting me pissed. You could get the answer, but they don't want the scientist's answer. No. They want <laughs> they want someone on their what on their side, basically. So I'm guessing they just want like a like a juggalo scientist. No, 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 no. They want to believe in the magic and mystery of the world, and not the cold hard science facts that takes the fun out of everything. Personally, I kind of think that, that it's kind of cool when you watch uh, cells reproduce or or nuclear, you know, like nuclear fission going off and stuff like that. But maybe I just like science a lot. Well, I mean, you obviously hate the dark carnival, <laughs> so I'm kind of more ambivalent towards it. See, I don't uh, think they. W- I don't think they would welcome me. Is the- well, I mean, no, no, okay. Not well, first, no, off. okay. Well, maybe they would welcome me. Is just so much as that. I don't think I'd feel comfortable there, and I and I think that's more of just my my on the onus on me than them see i think out of all out of all the kind of weird and oddly violent sub <laughs> subgroups they are the most open subgroup i've seen yeah uh they literally have a song about it about people who are feeling you know kind of down and rejected and you know how they're how they're your home how your violent j and shaggy two dopes homies yeah, because you know they just want people to feel loved and have family. I I still find it funny that I know a lot of people know only know about Juggalos because of Homestuck, and that's that is such a weird thing to come through to get to at. I don't know anything about Homestuck except that people who read are nerds. I don't want to be around yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> but we are. But we are going to be talking about the quite attractive Polaris. Yay, I like Polaris. Yeah, I like her too. She is pretty cool. What do you think about Polaris? Well, I remember her mostly from uh, X-Men stuff. And that's mostly where, like, you know, like when I was growing up, I uh, eventually found and kind of fell into, like, looking at a lot of uh, various uh, X-Men comics and stuff like that. And eventually I started just following more and more. I knew, like, I knew she had more of a backstory, and I knew she was always, like, kind of, like, hanging out with uh, Havoc at times, 
in a lot of the old well, comics. Because they're... Well, I'll get into it a little bit later. Yeah, but I also know that that was, like, that always kind of, like, changed or, or stuff like that. Because, you know, it's comics. Things happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, um... I did like her uh, green hair. Yeah, the green hair is pretty good. Um, So, I want to show you what her costume looks like. And this is from the 80s, 80, right? 87. 87. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that is not any of the costumes I have ever seen her in. I don't remember her wearing that. <laughs> it is a costume, let me tell you. Um, was, was she possessed by something? Was she, like, like you know how there was that uh, Madeline Pryor clone of Jean Grey that was, like, became the Goblin Queen? I was gonna say it looks very Goblin Queen, but no. Wow. I want to talk about her boots real quick, because I don't even think they're boots. I think they're almost like chaps, because... <laughs> they might actually just be part of the singlet. Yeah, well, kids... Okay, so, so first off, she's in, like, kind of a, you know, skin-tight, like, you know, spandex thing, which is, you know, kind of standard fare. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has boots on, high heel boots, like super high heel, that go... That would be thigh-high boots, but they come up over her her nether bits over her belly button where the the cuff should be the black extends to kind of like swarm up her leg the back of her thighs and onto her legs and like mid region yeah and like they have like they can cuz the only way they'd stay up is if they're rigid unless they're just part of the sink like does she like just like plump herself in? Is I it like a romper with with like booted with feet feetsies? <laughs> like, is it that? I don't know. That's the thing that that's probably, also she has uh, like the lapel things like the super high like Doctor Strange lapels. Yeah. But they don't it doesn't go around her head. No, they just kind of hide behind her head. Which is some I question a lot about this this outfit. <laughs> It is it is very, very confusing. Now, now, that being said, though, if there were some yoga pants with that design on it, you know, where, you know, not the high heel, but like the, the green that goes up into the purple and like the kind of design with the like the little uh, diamond things, mm-hmm. that would be a pretty good yoga pants. Yeah. Like, I remember her more wearing like green costumes and like the helmet that she kind of kind of sometimes made uh, to mimic uh, Magneto's helmet, but it was more of like a tiara bracer kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. I don't know where this costume comes from. I'm not going to yeah. read the comics that it does come from, because uh, Polaris, her name is Lorna Dane. Or as I like to do occasionally call her Lorna Dunn. And I'm just like, yeah, that's that's right. She was at, she was at uh, Jurassic Park. Um, but uh, that's her adopt. That's her like legal name since her adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a citizen of the United States. And also, we talked about this in the Havoc episode. Yeah. She is part of the Never Going to Get Her Masters squad. Oh yeah, that's right. Because her, because her and Havoc were working on the same paper for their, <laughs> for their um, 
dissertation, basically. And uh, guess what? The X-Men happened. Too. <laughs> She'll never be a doctor. She'll never be Dr. Polaris. Oh, you know what? That reminds me that they were in uh, the old X-Men cartoon. Yeah, like the, yeah, the 90s were. ones. And like at one point, they were just basically, they just wanted to be, live civilian lives. Even though they were mutants, they didn't want to get caught up in all that stuff. And yeah. and I forget exactly what happened, but I remember them. What what happened was they actually ended up fighting a bunch of people, and it turned out they were fighting X Factor. Because I remember Cyclops going up. Because this was at a time in the cartoon when they didn't know uh, about you know X Factor or the other mutants or anything like that. So Cyclops and Havoc just started fighting each other, and nothing was going on because they would just shoot at each other, but nothing would work. And they were like, "What the heck's going on here?" Yeah, because because the uh, the punch dimension that uh, that Cyclops has his portal eyes to uh, also powers up uh, Havoc, powers up his cosmic sapping abilities. Um, so her former alias was M two, or Magneto the second. Hmm. Um, she is a reserve member of the X Men. And uh, she first appeared in the X-Men 50, I mean, sorry, X, the X-Men issue of f- uh, 49, Who Dares Defy the Demi-Men, in uh, October uh, 1968. Oh, is that the one with Mesmero? Yes, it is. Yeah, cause, uh, because Magneto was dead. And uh, Mesmero was uh, being tricked by Machine Smith to make a new um, like team. Masters of Evil. I mean, mutants. Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Her parents are said to have died in a plane crash only weeks after her birth. Well, knowing how plane crash go in the Marvel <laughs> Universe, they're probably... Her, her dad's probably a... Uh, not a star jammer, but like a a space pirate. A spa- he's probably a space pirate. You know, going around with someone with as bad of a name as Chode. <laughs> now, see, I think it's the opposite because it was the Summers brothers who's who uh, got tossed out the plane, and their da- and their dad and mom was taken, and the mom was killed, and dad became a space pirate. I think it was her and her sister, who we have never met before, were taken away. And the mom and dad were taken, and the dad died, and now the mom's just a like space pirate queen. And they're on they're on the sun the sun stopper, and uh, <laughs> and um, eventually they get a an alien bird per man who some other team of paramilitary group of teenagers uh, leaders just goes off to just make out with for years on end after faking their death. <laughs> but instead of but instead of coming back being able to walk, they come back without being able to walk. Yeah, cuz that's why they come back because they had a horrible accident and they can't be a, uh they feel they can't be a, a contributing med- member. Yeah, they can't they can't make out with their space bird boyfriend anymore. They they're just tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> 
How much more can we dunk on the summer's line? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can do it. I can do it all day because it's it's just a lot of real dumb X Men stuff. Uh I gotta see if I can find that 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 uh, page where Joseph was trying to get, figure out the the summer's family line. Oh yeah, you do. If you do, yeah. you need to put it up. Um. So um. Yeah, she was adopted by the Danes. Yeah, not the not the not country, the, but the, the okay. but the yeah, <laughs> not, not the Danish. The whole of the Danish people did not adopt her. The Danes did. Um, they never told Lorna that they weren't that they weren't her true parents. Um, and she didn't learn about the story of the plane crash or that she was adopted until she was al- almost twenty. Which guess what? It had the opposite effect. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, if you let your kids know this stuff before they, you know, form their whole identity and, you know, personality around a certain thing, they don't get traumatized when they realize that they were adopted and their parents died in a plane crash when they're nearly a fully formed adult. I found out when I was, like, in middle school, I think. Or no, no, it might yeah. have been elementary. You have, to do, you have to do it when they're, like, not teenagers yet. But old enough to understand. Like, they have to know what death is. So I think, like, 12... No? Maybe, like, 10, 11 would probably be good. Good time? But whatever. I'm not planning on (laughs) adopting a child with dead parents, so I don't have to really work this math out. (laughs) Um, So she was born with green hair. And uh, she always... And basically, she would always, like... uh, dye it brown so she wouldn't be different um her hair color was the only outward sign of her x gene um but her x gene um being the mistress of magnetism was magnetism which meant she had every power (laughs) (laughs) uh especially at the time that she came out in the 60s Okay, hold on a second. I was looking up on the Marvel Wiki about her parents and stuff like that. Take a look at her dad. Does not he look like Dirk Anger? Or just like uh what's what's his name from uh Captain something or other. Oh, are you talking about the the uh the guy who heads up hate in yeah. next wave? Yeah. Yeah, like it's Sergeant Hatred or yeah. something like that. <laughs> Yeah, something stupid like that. Oh, he does. Oh, he does. <laughs> so we kind of actually went over the whole thing with how she kind of gained her powers. Yeah. When we talked about Saxon Star, aka Machine Smith and Mesmero. Yeah. Um, she was basically, uh, she is the daughter of Magneto. At least at this time she is. Um, I don't think she's currently the daughter of Magneto, because Magneto has kid either has kids or don't have kids. It's really weird. I feel like he should just adopt them and just say that they are his kids. But that's a- I but, think you know. there's- I think they're still going with that she is an illegitimate, uh, daughter- but they go back and forth on that a lot. Yeah. I think she isn't at the moment, but I don't know where she's at currently. 
So, so this is also kind of fairly early before she became like a full full fledged character. Yeah, because both have because Havoc cut a little bit of character development, but not a lot. Um, and it was it was around this time actually when they started being used more. Yeah, most of this is stuff I covered in the Mesmer episode so far. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so for a while, she was romantically inclined towards Bobby Drake, a.k.a. the Iceman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's how it was. Like, Iceman came looking for the X-Men's help for the rescue Lorna. And that's how it all get went down in that, that old cartoon episode. Hmm. Yeah, probably. I, it's been forever since I watched the animated X Men animated yeah, series. Yeah, it, it it was a while ago. She, be- uh, but she fell in love with with Havoc. Um, none of them, e- neither of them, wished to like lead lives as adventurers. They both just wanted to get a doctorate. <laughs> That's yeah. all they wanted to do, <laughs> and they're never going to get it. Oh, her current costume is Shiar design. And huh. uh, and it's she got it when her uh, mind came under the domination of the uh, Shi'ar intelligence agent Devan Shikari, who sh- who served Dakin, who is now the deposed emperor of the Shi'ar galaxy. Um, and Xavier freed her of uh, Shikari's uh, control. Yeah, they really did not go into any of her history on this. That wasn't literally someone else's history. Wow. They maybe even copy and pasted some of this stuff. Jeez. Like, they went into a little bit more detail with how they, you know, made her powers manifest. Yeah. But, like, it's the same story. The only thing different here is it says, like, yo, she really liked Bobby for a little bit, and then she liked... uh, Havoc the most that they t- and never got their doctorate. <laughs> She's a uh, five seven. She's my height. Uh, has dark green eyes and light green hair. She has the ability for magnetism, which means she can do whatever she wants. Didn't she get a secondary mutation when they were doing all that crazy secondary stuff? Um, when, at one point, her powers just kind of left, and, uh... Oh, yeah, she, she was depowered beca- because of M-Day. Like, for a while. For a while, yeah, but a lot of the important people got their powers back. Well, um, the, the way it, it seemed to work was, like, even though, you know, M-Day kind of, t- it, it turned off a lot of people's powers, that didn't exactly get rid of the X-Gene, and they just reactivated it, basically. Yeah, apparently. So, yeah, she was also part of uh, the X Factor, X Factor with um, Multiple Man mm-hmm. for a little bit. She is, I think, my favorite incarnation of her, at least at this point, is in the Gifted uh, TV show. Oh, I didn't know she was in that. Yeah, she is extremely good, and they are playing it as like she's the daughter of Magneto. So. Ooh. Um, but it's it's pretty good. My only complaint is I'm noticing that uh that the person who plays one of the Von Strucker twins 
Mm-hmm. Not Finneris, not Finneris, the Nazis. It's their <laughs> grandparents were Nazis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but not them. Uh, and The Gifted is coming back fairly soon. It might be back by the time this comes out. Um, I would suggest watching it. It's pretty interesting. They do a lot of like secondary, like more uh, X Men characters. Cool. Like they have like the Coco twins and stuff in it, and the Hellfire Ooh. Club Ooh. is like is doing stuff. I will say though, um, I really dislike what they because because like it's not at the point where they have like killer robots, Sentinel robots. So they have like Sentinel services. Hmm. And the person who is the main, like, lead, uh, like, the main person doing stuff for Sentinel Services has a really annoying, uh, really annoying trait of not backing down whenever he clearly should. (laughs) And it's just every episode is just him being dumb and not backing down when he clearly should. And I'm just like, stop it. Stop it. But it has a Steven, Steven Moyer as as the dad. Okay. And uh he doesn't have a bad Louisiana accent. <laughs> so you don't get to you don't hear get to hear him say Suke a lot, so <laughs> <laughs> which is my favorite form of him. Uh when he's just when a British dude is doing a really bad Cajun accent. <laughs> but uh it's it's interesting and you should watch it. I'll have to make uh, a note of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you have any? Do you have anything else to say about Polaris? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think she was like one of the first first kinds of uh, comic book character. Well, media characters where I realized I had an affinity for green things because of the green hair. Yeah, I because um, I mentioned I mentioned uh, in last last episode about Delphne. And and uh, she she is a gorgon. She is green skin with snakes for ha- for hair. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just one of those things like I just didn't realize it at the time that that oh you know I I didn't realize that the reason why I liked green and purple things so much is because as a kid I loved the Hulk so much <laughs> until fairly recently. Like I was just like yeah, green and purple, yeah, wonderful, great. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think it was like a couple of years ago. I'm just like, I think I'm just stayed to the Hulk. <laughs> so I like these colors. Yeah. And also like Dr. Doom. But uh, yeah, let's get to the plugs then. Okay. Uh, I am currently working on a podcast called What's McCracken? And it is a cartoon rewatch uh, review and discussion podcast, mostly focusing on. Uh, the works of Craig McCracken, who's noted noted for doing Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends and the Powerpuff Girls, and he's like worked on a, a couple of other things. Uh, and like me and my friends also kind of sometimes spend a lot of time talking about, well, abstentiously cartoons, but we kind of go on tangents every once in a while. And currently, we're watching uh, watching and talking about the uh, latest series Craig did, which was uh, Wander Over Yonder. Which is all on Disney now, by the way. Like, for, for if you have a cable provider that gets you Disney Channel, you can just watch the entire series that on it. You should also definitely just uh, watch the newest Ducktales. Yeah, as well because it's super good. 
Um, one of the episodes I just watched was just like, cause Scrooge McDuck's, a lot of his stuff is tied into like the gold rush and like early America. Oh yeah. Yeah. The new, that, and, yeah. And they just straight out said like, yeah, that was like a hundred years ago. Why aren't you over it? Like he basically just, all the magic stuff he's done and like being frozen in ice. He's just like a 200 year old man yeah. at this point. <laughs> and I like that they just go with it. Yeah, they've been doing some really neat stuff with uh, things. Like they've done nice nods. I, I kind of really like what what they did with Ducks Duckworth, uh, which was kind of a very like they did a really interesting thing that I did not expect them to do. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would not say what they did because yeah, it's, cause it's super good. Yeah, super good what they did. Oh, but like the, what the guy said, like when people were asking earlier, like where's Ducksworth? And he's like he's been in there since e- episode one. Yeah, and he has been there. <laughs> that that was amazing. But um, I also I also kind of like what they did for Darkwing Duck, uh, though I'm kind of sad that it might mean that we won't see him personally in the show. Listen to a podcast called uh, "It's a Duck Blur." Yeah they they cover uh they cover Ducktales first, uh-huh. but now they're covering uh, Darkwing Duck, uh-huh. which is why I'm doing a rewatch of Darkwing Duck. Um, and, uh, they had the, the lead story editor, uh-huh. Frank Angones, oh. and he said with not, no uncertain terms, like, it's not like yes or a no, but they might end up doing a Darkwing Duck thing. Yeah, well, the, 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 the new one had him as, like, Darkwing Duck was, like, a, uh, a... TV show that was that Launchpad grew up on, like it was like it was like Batman for for Launchpad, you know. And they did they even showed like an episode of it on the show, which was great. They got all the original voice actors that they could, like it was really nicely done. Like it started up, and I honestly thought it was like a a, a new episode of Darkwing Duck for a while there. And, and like it would be cool to have. Well, I would also. Would, because Saint Bernard done... is still in in universe in that 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 cartoon show too, so like that city does exist. Yeah, no, Saint Bernard does exist. So, and also Gizmo Duck exists. Oh my god, I love Duck. I love the new Ducktail so much. Gizmo Duck was one of those characters I loved much more in Darkwing Duck than in 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 Ducktales for some reason. I like Fitton. A lot. I like Fenton, but but I think Gizmo Duck did better in in Darkwing Duck. Yeah, because he was just such an over the top cheesy stupid hero. Well, um, yeah, but I would suggest listening to it's a Duck Blur if you're into because it's a couple of uh, Aust- it's an Australian couple uh-huh. who just uh, they're funny and they talk about dark. Still, they're currently talking about Darkwing Duck, but they talked about all 100 episodes of. DuckTales. Uh, Dark DuckTales. Woo! Um, <laughs> and it's, like, super good, and you should listen to it. So, that's my plug, I guess, for someone else's <laughs> yeah. podcast. Um, and speaking of plugs for a podcast, uh, you should listen to Creepy Critters, which is my cryptid podcast. Um, if you would like to, you know, hear more about weird Bigfoots, or uh, a thing that has one foot because if if because you'd be you'd be surprised how many things have just one foot 
Because that's going to be a whole episode I do. A just thing one, with just one foot. Just one-legged creatures? Yep. Oh my god, my cat's being so adorable right now. <laughs> oh. oh my god, I can't deal with how adorable he's being. And the only reason he's being this adorable is because he wants to be fed early. Care- Careful, you want to fall in the trap. So yeah, my Instagram is at Marvelous Mooch, and you can see my cat be so adorable. Um, he's doing a bunny rabbit thing right now. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you'd like to see things, I hate doing plugs <laughs> so much. You're almost done. You're almost there. I <laughs> know. I just have no will. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> yeah, if you'd like to see the pictures of the people we're talking about, uh, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter or the HodgePod group in Facebook. Um, and this has been Alphabet Flight. And may Madcap show you how truly means life is. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.